Official Jets podcast is presented by WinBet. Betting is a team sport, but together at WinBet. Eric Allen here at One Jets Drive, joined by Jets running back Brees Hall. How are you doing on this Tuesday? Uh, it's a good victory Tuesday. I'll get the day off, and uh, we just, just come in, do some treatment, chill out, uh, go home, and pl- probably play some video games and lay in the bed. So, you know, it's always a good day. So what video games are you playing? Uh, Madden, and then... Um, I get on Fortnite and Call of Duty with my friends, but I suck. So they, I just get on there to, you know, have, let them have some entertainment when they watch me like die and stuff like that. So, you know, but I've always been a sports game guy. So that's my thing. Who is your team when you're playing with Madden? Is it the Jets or you're making it up? Yes, I play with the Jets. Okay. Um, or otherwise I just do kind of like a random team thing. So play with whoever, I can play with whoever. Ball distribution. As far as Brees Hall, when you're running the show as offensive coordinator, what are you doing? I'm going to run the ball till you stop it. Yeah? Yeah, I'm going to run it till you stop it. And then I'm a pretty good OC myself, so I can can get some good routes going. Are too. you taking yourself out of the game or no? I mean, the, how many touches does Brees Hall get? In 20 game? at least. Okay. 20 at the least, yeah. How do you divide it up as far as runs to receptions? It just depends. If I'm open, I'm giving myself the ball every time. But I like to, <laughs> if I pass, I like to pass it deep. So, you know. So what is your offensive philosophy, though? Okay, so this is how much I play. I have my own custom playbook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> I run probably three or four formations, and I make all my adjustments out of uh, each formation. So it looks like I'm running the same stuff every play, but it's always different. Personnel packages, what do you like to do? 11, 12. That's oh. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. really? Mm-hmm. No 13? Nah, sometimes sometimes 21, but that's it. 11, 12, 21, that's it. What about defensive philosophy? Big nickel. Okay. Dime. And 3-4. 3-4, huh? Mm-hmm. What do you like about that? Stops the run. It's easier to stop the run. And so in the other two games you talked about before with Fortnite, and what else? Call of Duty. Okay, so... Uh, when I was growing up, I was the sport gamer. Yeah. So Madden's up my alley. Mm-hmm. But Fortnite, Call of Duty, tell me about the challenges and what you like about those games. Um, Like a combat game, you know, um, kind of like a cat and mouse type of thing. And uh, basically trying not to uh, get killed. You try not to get got, basically. And unfortunately for me, I'm not good at not getting got <laughs> in that game. So um, it usually doesn't end up well for me. Okay. So what the heck happened in the second half Sunday? A 30-point mm-hmm. offensive barrage. Uh, we kind of just, you know, felt like we were shooting ourselves in the foot in the first half. We were moving the ball, you know, up and down. We just shot ourselves in the foot with penalties and uh, dumb mistakes in the second half. We just kind of locked in a little bit more. The defense got us the ball back and we did our thing. Did you think it was only a matter of time? Yeah, I did. Um, just knowing the potential we have, um, you know, I, I think that we, we do have the potential to be a very good offense, and we already have a very good defense. So if we help them out just that much, then, you know, we could we could go anywhere we want. Did you kind of feel like the dam broke there when Kavi gets into the end zone? It's like, okay, we can relax a little bit now? Uh, Nah, yeah. it was kind of a surprise. It was kind of funny because, like, he was, like, the last person. Like, it was a, the most simple route, so I was like, there's no way they just let him open on, a, like, a little shallow drag route. And... Believe it, it's, it's, it was wide open, and he walks in. I was like, wow, that's crazy. It's crazy. Season high for you in terms of receiving yards. Mm-hmm. Um, how much do you enjoy getting the rock out of the backfield? 
I'm the type of person I just want the ball. Just as long as like, no matter where it's at, just give me give me the ball and some space, and I'm fine. So it was good. Um, you know, they were dropping off, and linebackers were packing it back a lot. And um, you know, Zach was throwing me the ball, I was making the first one miss, and just getting good yards. So it was good good game plan for sure. How much are teams playing you differently now? Because I think it's like six of the last eight games where you've had at least five receptions. Yeah, it's a lot different. Um, you know, when we're in 12 and 21, you know, the boxes, it's not a lot of space in there. Um, and it's been hard. You know, we've had a lot of injuries up front and everything like that, just dealing with that. And we've had to, like, plug and play guys, mismatch guys and stuff like that. So um, it's been hard for them to get, like, a real good rhythm and, um, you know, build that with each other. So uh, I'm just trying my best to just to work with what I have. And when I do have my chances to get the rock, just trying to make the right plays. You guys got out of, 11 a little bit more i'd say yeah uh, on sunday don't you think yeah i think so I, just because the past game started to open up a little more and then um you know they they kind of were getting worried about me out of the backfield so then they opened up garrett and conk and a lot of those guys a lot so uh, it was good just to see how everybody could contribute man you are a bruiser out there in the open field it, it feels like every week there is a, an opposing db whether it be a <laughs> cornerback or safety coming trying to make a tackle and a lot of times these guys are staying down on the ground afterwards. yeah um so what's the thought process when hey you get the rock and no linebackers by you and you know a D, you're one-on-one -on -one or one-on-two -on -two with a couple of dbs yeah i've never been like a uh like a super always power guy like you know I'm, my right. game's real finesse and i'm real good at making guys miss but when i have to you know throw it in there then i will so you know it just just depends on what the situation is you know if i'm one-on-one -on -one, i'm gonna make you miss every time but if we're in a small space and i need to go you know get those yards and i'm gonna put my shoulder down and you know, if they want to tackle me, they do. And, you know, uh, they might have to deal with the consequences. Yeah, so. you recently actually got fined. I know a lot of people came to your defense and said, hey, <laughs> yeah. listen, he's just playing football. Yeah. I, so I don't want you to get fined again for what, <laughs> for what happened. But can you speak to the fact that, hey, listen, I'm just trying to make some yards happen here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it was just a simple uh, check down and um, I was running and, was crazy. What what was crazy to me is that the DB he ducked his head before I even right. got there, and I'm like, okay, like if he's putting his shoulder down, and I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to, or he's just gonna, you know, hit me in my legs or something. So um, it's crazy because like I saw the uh, whole thing trending on Twitter before my agent even texted me about it. So I was like, uh, they got to be playing. And then right as I saw it on Twitter, she texted me, and I was like, wow, this is. This is like, that's terrible. But, um, you know, I got faith in like the NFLPA and my agent and everybody that we're going to get it handled. Okay. The post-game locker room, the reaction after a five-game losing streak and you guys finally get one, mm -hmm. what was it feeling like? Uh, it felt good, you know. Um, still not satisfied. Uh, still think we probably left about, you know, 10 to 14 points out there. Hmm. Um, and we still got to get our run game going, you know, at the end of the season. You know, you're only going to go as far as your run game goes, and you have to have a good run game to know to you know to get get far in these playoffs and everything, and get far uh, into at the end of the season. So I'm just waiting for you know us to get better up front. I'm waiting for uh, the backs. We got to get better every week, and uh, we got to get this run game going. Man, how hard is it for you? You don't make excuses, but rhythm. You're talking mm -hmm. about nine offensive line combinations in the last <laughs> yeah. nine games. Yeah, that's unheard of. You know, so for you as a back, mm -hmm. can you speak to the importance of 
flow and rhythm and, and blocking styles up front. Yeah, it's uh, it's very important, especially you know when you when you got new guys and all the time you don't really know what you're gonna get. You don't know like what you're gonna have to react to. Um, and for those guys, I feel bad for them because it's like okay this guy's hurt this guy's hurt okay we gotta try this guy out in this spot put this guy over here and you know their guys are getting put in positions they've never really played before they didn't play all uh training camp and they're not really comfortable at so they gotta you know go against guys who are making a hundred million dollars a year right. and you know are been playing that position their whole life so it uh, i definitely feel for them too but um you know, we always we try not to make excuses, and we just try to do our one eleventh every play. But it's hard; it's difficult for sure. Um, You're such a hard nosed runner. Yeah. If you don't know what's actually happening up front in that split second, can you talk about being patient, but at the same time wanting to hit the hole? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You wanna you wanna be as patient as possible to set up your blocks, but um, it's just it's just different. You know, the most I can tell guys is like turn on the tape and. Um, then you'll you kind of see what I'm going through because, you know, people can make all these assumptions or, oh, he's not good. Oh, he's coming off his ACL. He's not that he's lost a step and this, that and the third. But it's just like, you know, you can't really, you know, pay attention to what other people got to say. You just got to, you know, play your game and, you know, stay true to what you do, do the little things right. And, you know, your natural talent will take over. Naturally, how frustrating has it been for you? Uh, it's been really frustrating because I do uh, wholeheartedly. I know I'm a top three running back in this league and um I haven't always gotten to show it uh this season and um you know I show flashes of it every now and then but I feel like I can do it on this on a 17 game basis and uh you know it's it's been real it's been tough this season but um everybody knows that when I get the ball I can make plays whenever I touch it so you know as long as they know that and everybody respects my game it's fine how's your body right now physically at this point of the year because you dealt with some ankle stuff yeah. last week and kind of limited practice and then yeah. went out and performed on uh, It feels good. Um, you know, just uh, taking some time off of practice and stuff, that kind of helped me out a lot just to have me focus on, like, our, just focus even more on our game plan, lock in on that and uh, sit back and watch guys. Um, and then it just helped me be prepared for Sunday. You know, if you're not practicing, you got to you get chances to pay that much more attention to what the game plan is and everything like that. So uh, it's been good, but... Um, you know, coming off my knee and everything like that, I, I've actually been surprised with how much, like, uh, I've been able to, you know, just stay stay consistent, stay healthy, and uh, being in the lineup every week has been good. Um, I'm still getting stronger every week, still get more confidence with it. And, um, you know, I feel like I'm pretty much, I'm probably about 95% right now. And, um, you know, it's just getting better every week, so I'm happy with the That's progress. That's interesting. So you you are getting stronger each mm -hmm. week. You, mm -hmm. feel, you feel that, huh? Mm -hmm. Can you, can you speak to it? Yeah, you know, just uh, from game one, you know, as, just with the whole rehab process, it's different because you're not so much preparing uh, for football. I'm just I'm just get really getting my knee stronger. You know, I'm trying to get it stronger enough for me to play and for me to be able to cut and do everything. But, you know, um, I'm not like I'm not specifically just conditioning and, you know, always doing all the football stuff. You know, I only had about like two or three weeks of training camp. So until right. I had to play in the first game. So it's like, okay, I got to hurry up and try to get in shape for this. And then um, come game one, you know, I look good, but it still wasn't like up to my standard and everything like that. And um, then the coaches are doing right by me by, you know, not letting me get 20 carries a game at the beginning of the season and let me work my way into everything. And uh, to where now, you know, I feel like, um, you know, whatever it takes for me to uh, help the team win the game, I could do that. What was the reaction like? as far as the documentary is concerned, maybe downstairs inside the locker room and also from the fans? 
uh, it was good just for uh, the guys to see, you know, how hard I worked and, you know, not only my dedication to the game and to myself, but my dedication to try to get back to help the team and everything like that, you know. Uh, everybody knows I was here the whole offseason pretty much, you know, by myself. It was just me, ABT, and Makai pretty much. And, um, you know, we were in the training room every day just trying to get better. Um, but uh, it was it's just been a blessing so far because not a lot of guys can say they come back and have a pretty good season and still can say they look, they look the same after having a knee injury like I did. So, uh, you know, I just you know, leave it all to God. You know, I'm blessed. You Can't downplayed complain. everything throughout throughout it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a major injury. Yeah. And then I remember Salah talking about in training camp that he's back to 20 miles per hour mm-hmm. on, on the tread. And then that first play, I think, in camp, I think Aaron threw it to you mm-hmm. over the middle. And yeah. then you're dancing in the end zone a couple yeah. of seconds later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's little things like that, you know, you take for granted. But um at that point, you know, I still wasn't even fully comfortable, you know, playing football yet. You know, I was just getting back and still trying to get comfortable cutting off my knee and everything like that. And uh, still was a little hesitant, but uh, it's just, it's this little stuff like that. Those reps, you know, help you build your confidence. And um, with me coming back to practice, I had to go through a whole mental barrier of uh, consistently, you know, cutting and doing football stuff every day and uh, dealing with, okay, this is how my knee, this is how sore my knee is going to be after practice every day. And this is how I'm going to have to take care of it and, you know, do all this little stuff. Cause it takes about like three hours, two, three hours before practice for me to, you know, get everything ready to get myself warmed up when I was first coming back. Now I can just more so just take my little hour, hour and a half and get ready and be fine. But um, it was definitely a long process for sure. How do you get to the point where you do trust it? Is there there a point where you said, you know what, I'm good right now? Yeah. Honestly, it was not till the first game because I didn't get hit really all the training camp. They didn't let anybody do you know hit me too much. So you know it was like okay, a few times in training camp I fall on the ground and everybody be like, oh is he good? And I was like, yeah I'm good. <laughs> and then the first game, you know, uh, I was you know just like I said I hadn't I hadn't been hit. And then the first carry. I get a big big gain and I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm I'm back, you know, I'm good. And so uh, then I get hit and the hits aren't hurting me or anything like that. Um, and after the game, I'm like, okay, my knee's not terribly sore, so I know I'm good. And um, but at the beginning of the season, I was wearing like a uh, like a little like patella strap for my knee. And right. then after about like five games, I was like, okay, I don't need this anymore. And then the Raiders game, I jump try to jump over somebody off my knee. So it's like all those little barriers help help you in your mind. You're like, okay, I'm good. Like, it's, I don't have to worry about this anymore. Jets fans, we're in our final push and the clock is ticking. WinBet is giving you a golden opportunity to win VIP prizes for the 2023 season. The WinBet Green Room is the most exclusive space at the stadium with all-inclusive food and beverage, lower-level seats, and appearances by Jets legends and celebrities. New Jersey customers, all you need to do is wager at least $100 on WinBet Sportsbook or Casino. For New York customers, all you need to do is wager at least $100 on WinBet's Sportsbook. The best part? You get an entry for every $100 you wager. What's going through your mind on that first carry where you get a chunk play and you're taking a handoff from Aaron Rodgers? Do you have time in the couple seconds after that snap, after you go out of bounds, where you're like, hey, man, we're going to be something special this year? Yeah, I was actually just making fun of him uh, (laughs) because I always try to think I'm the best player on the field. And I told him I was like, 
if it's dry outside, you might be the best player. But if it's wet, wet and rainy, I'm probably the best player out here. And he was like, okay, yeah, you might be. So we always joke about that. But, um, you know, after a big game like that, coming off my knee, I'm like, okay, I'm still that dude. Like, um, and you now I was just ready to, you know, just start the season with him and see how much I can learn from him and grow with him. Um, just with little parts of the game, especially within the past game, to see how I can help him out a lot more. Um, unfortunately, he got injured and everything, but it's going to be good to see him come back, and it's been good to see his recovery process too. What's it like having him back in the building, and what do you tell people when they say, hey, what's this dude all about? Yeah, he's uh, he's a real good person. Uh, his, we're, we're pretty much locker mates, so me and him have had a lot of you know uh, deep conversations, and we talk a lot, and it's just been really good to get to know him, know how he thinks, and um, talk to him about football and just pick his mind about like the type of stuff he wants, what he likes to do when he sees certain looks and stuff like that, and then get to know him on a personal level um, to where I can actually say he's a friend. It's been it's definitely been good, and um, it's just to be around a person like him. It makes you realize like how unique somebody could be in this world because he's definitely a unique person. What's the biggest misconception about Rogers? And you said he's unique. What makes him unique? Uh, just the way he thinks and the way he like like the way he goes about stuff, the way he sees life in certain aspects, and the way like when you talk to him and he explains you why he is the way he is with some stuff, it's just it's like okay, this dude's different. Like he's a real he's a real cool dude for sure. You and Garrett, you talked about this after the game, right? That mm -hmm. you and Garrett go back and forth and. Who's the best player on offense, right? Mm -hmm. What are those conversations like? Nah, really, we just kind of just gas each other up during the game. Like, if he makes he makes a play, like, we'll always just be joking and stuff in the huddle, you know, because for us, uh, we're kind of like the biggest jokesters on offense. You know, you can never take the game too serious because then it, it becomes a, a job and not a game. So me and him just, just try to have fun and keep everybody, you know, uh, just level and, like, not taking it too serious. So whenever he makes a play, I hype him up. Whenever I make a play, he hypes me up. And then if we need to make a play, we both look at each other and, like, all right, come on, let's go. So it's it's one of those things. And that's why I feel like um, with me and him, like, as long as we have the support around us, then me and him could, you know, win us a game. And me and him could, you know, really do great things in this league because he helps me out just as much as I help him out. Who typically starts the, the talking back and forth? It just depends. It yeah. depends on who's making, who makes the first yeah. play. And then before the game, I always dap him up and give him a hug and everything like that. So um, I know that he's going to battle for me and I'm going to battle for him every week. What's that running back room like with you and Dalvin and Izzy joining mm -hmm. the ranks this year? It's, it's honestly kind of crazy because we're all so like – laid back and nonchalant so it like brings it makes us like even closer you know Dalvin's real easy going I'm real laid back Izzy's he's easy going as well and then our coach uh, coach Embry he's he's from Cali he has that whole Cali like yeah. too cool for school <laughs> vibe and then uh, coach Leon Washington who's real laid back and easy going as well and then um him and Dalvin already had uh ties together because of Florida State and everything like that and so um it's, it's just been cool to be with those guys and um, talk to Dalvin and uh, Izzy to see how Izzy's gotten better and uh, for me to talk to Dalvin about the knee and then talk to uh, him about certain looks and blitzes and you know how stuff's been for him uh, in his career and everything. So it's been good for sure. I've gained a real good relationship with them. I think it's been very cool because there's a good professional respect there because I don't know if a lot of guys in their second years would be like, oh my God, hey, Dalvin Cook, yeah. come on in and whatever yeah. and things like that. But 
that was never your attitude. Exactly. And it's it's been good for me because we have that like friendly competition with each other to where we push each other to be better and do better. Um, but it's also a mutual respect thing with all of us to where like we know that we're all good and we know that we all can make plays. So it's like whoever has a hot hand, just go. Like we're we're so confident in each other that um whoever's whoever's getting the ball, we're not worried about it. It's just like let's just ball and let's do our thing. What does Izzy's future look like, you think? Uh he's gonna be really good. You, you do? Know, he's really fast. Uh, and he's, it's weird because he's not as big as me, but he's kind of built like me in a way. So uh, watching the way he moves and the way he d does certain stuff, everybody always says like he he kind of looks like me. He kind of looks like me doing stuff, and it's been cool just to be around him and uh, just pick his brain and see how he is, see what his mentality is like, and everything like that. And um, he has that you know whole uh, New York vibe to him with the whole slang and accent and everything. So it's been cool to be around him too. Is he in your ear, or are you more going to him? Uh, we're actually pretty close. We talk a lot. Um, we we both, you know, uh, engage in conversation with each other. We're both we're not scared to st uh, start conversation conversation with each other. So, you know, we talk every day. You know, we're in running back meetings and stuff every day. And then when we're on the field, we're always joking around, playing catch. And um, during the game, he's always giving me feedback on what he sees, and I'm talking to him about certain stuff. And you know, he's been starting to play a little more. So uh, I've definitely been in his ear a lot. Were you happy with Zach? Just the way he responded after everything that took place mm -hmm. he's an emergency third quarterback for a pair of weeks he's named starter there's a report out there that he's reluctant to go back in the lineup I think he had messages for you guys before that but just as a guy who's been his teammate who's lining up between those white yeah. lines with him the way he responded out there against you yeah I, I probably have the most respect for him um just as much respect for him as anyone on the team you know just to see the way he's handled himself and handled things uh, just because of all the adversity he's gone through and um, just to see how things have gone for him. You know, he's he's had the most ups and the most downs and um, he always stays, stays level. So to just to see how he is and to see his true love of the game for football and his dedication to us because he's he's playing playing the games for us and, um, and, and to see how competitive he is, it's just uh, that's a – that's a real good dude there. Um, me and him have gotten real close over the last year. And, um, you know, now in team meetings, I'm sitting next to him, joking around with him and stuff like that. And being next to him in the huddle every play and in the backfield every play, we've definitely gained a good relationship. Did you sense it early on in that game or is it a point in the third quarter where it was like, yo, he is playing free here. Yeah. He is letting it rip. Yeah, I sensed it early on, you know, uh, just seeing uh, how well the O-line was playing early on and um, seeing how much time he had, you know, uh, and just seeing, you know, how how confident he was with everything. And um, I can tell when, when Zach's on, you know, he's making those pocket passes. He's making those – he's taking those risky throws and making them and with, with the most confidence. And uh, when he's on, he's on. So it's been cool to see that for sure. You played with a really good quarterback in college, Brock yeah. Purdy. So people are asking me, why did Iowa State ever lose? You had Brees Hall in the backfield, Brock Purdy a quarterback. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, not a lot of kids want to go go to Iowa and play football. <laughs> so uh, it's it's definitely hard to get some of the higher recruits and stuff there. But, um, you know, playing with a guy like Brock um, and, you know, being his roommate for a few years, he's definitely a great dude. Um and, you know, it's he, like being around guys like him made me a better person, just seeing the way he carries himself and um, the way he uh, goes about his faith with God and everything like that and to see how good of a person he is, how wholehearted he is and wholesome and 
um, the, how he lives for other people. And he's willing to just give, 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 give and uh, not need to receive anything. You know, being around guys like that have definitely rubbed off on me. And um, just him being a year older than me and everything like that, he was kind of like my mentor. He kind of, you know, just took me and uh, helped me grow uh, throughout my freshman year of college and everything like that. So it was, it was definitely cool to know him. Did you know, like, at that point, you know what? He's going to be a pro quarterback. I know I'm going to be able to play in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. I'm going to excel on a professional level. Yeah. Or or at that point, you're just having fun and you're attacking the days and you're being Cyclones. I knew Brock was like that when he got thrown in uh, a game his freshman year and, like, he became like Brock Purdy then, like – uh, then seeing, you know, how he dealt with ups and downs and he still remained to be the same person. You know, he takes his wins the same way as he takes his losses. I mean, he's real humble. And that's why I always knew that he'd be he'd be a solid quarterback. And not saying that I knew he'd be like going this crazy now, but I knew that he'd be in the league and he'd stick around for a long time just because of the way he is, his competitive spirit and everything like that. And, um, you know, he's always been one of those dudes that I know if he had the right pieces around him, that he's going to do everything he needs to do. Like, there's no question about that. When you guys were playing Madden, what teams were you picking back then? And who, who was winning those games? Who would I pick? Honestly, I'd just play with anybody. And, um, yeah, we both play with anybody. But we're, he, we were both so competitive. Like, if I won, I'd, like, go mess with him and try to give him a hug or, like, dap him up. And he'd, <laughs> oh, like, man. be ready to, like, wrestle. Or he'd be, like, trying to kick me out of his really? room and stuff. Yeah, we were, like, so competitive with everything when we uh, – when we were in college and uh, that's what made our friendship so tight. And that's why I knew like every Saturday that he was going to battle for me and I was going to battle for him. So that's why we're so close today. How much do you keep up with Iowa state? Because mm-hmm. I'm doing the pre and post game show each week with Anthony back to <laughs> yeah. his son, Rocco back yeah. big 12 freshman of the year. Yeah, it's funny because we always make fun fun of uh, Brock because uh, Rocco and Brock are kind of like built the same and everything. And, uh, you know, they're almost like a spitting image of each other as far as body type. But, um, you know, I definitely see some similarities in them too. And I, I pay a lot of attention to uh, Iowa State football and basketball. Uh, they yep. just – men's just beat Iowa by like 30. There the you other go. Day, so <laughs> that, was, that was great. Um, but, you know, being a, at a school like that is different from other schools because we built a real brotherhood and – um, it's, it's deeper than football, so I definitely will always have ties back there. Miami this week, return matchup. What do you take out of what happened a few weeks ago? And also, do you like the chess match that goes chess match that goes into, okay, we just lined up against them a couple of weeks ago. L- let's see how things are going to be different this yeah, time. Yeah, I do because I feel like we put our worst product of football out, and I feel like they gave us everything they got. So um, I'm definitely confident with – uh, what the chess match would be like this game. And, um, you know, uh, we might be down some players, but they're also down some players. So it's going to be like um, just who's who's more battle-tested and everything like that. So it's definitely going to be a dogfight. Did you watch the game last night? Yeah. What were your thoughts? It was crazy. That was crazy. <laughs> um, well, there but, was two games on, but I'm referring to the Miami-Tennessee yeah. game where the Titans had a mad comeback. Yeah, and uh, that's how you know the game's never over until the clock strikes zero. That's the definition of it. So, um, you know, you always have to play four quarters of a football game, and um, you never, like I said, the game's never over until the clock strikes zero. Right now, I think playoff possibilities, people say, well, maybe percentages-wise, you guys are less than 1%. Mm-hmm. But inside the locker room, are you kind of like, let's make this thing interesting. Let's just – we're on a one-game win streak right now. Let's make it two, and let's keep on extending this thing. Uh, we haven't really been talking that much about the playoffs. I know 
when you look around the league, you know, our record is just as good, if uh, not better than a lot of teams. And um, we might be one game under a lot of teams as well. So all it takes is a few wins, a few losses and stuff like that. So we're not so much worried about that. We're just worried about getting better every week right now. And um, whatever happens, happens. As someone who's so dynamic, the ball in his hands, what do you think about the season Tyreek is having on pace for 2,000 yards receiving? Yeah, it's crazy. He's definitely probably going to get that 2,000. Um, he's a great player. Hopefully he doesn't get it versus us. But No. <laughs> you know, uh, it's been cool to watch him. I've been watching him since I was in high school. So uh, to see you know, the, what, what he does when he gets the ball on any part of the field, it's just like, okay, hopefully he doesn't score anything. And, um, you know, he's just a real great player. I think you guys are best equipped to match up with him mm -hmm. more than anybody in the National Football League when you're throwing out those cornerbacks with Sauce and DJ and Michael yeah. Carter II, right? Yeah, I like those. I like our whole, uh, you know, back back guys versus, versus anybody. Right. I think, um, you know, if we got to play a game full of man to man, I feel like our DBs are going to win nine times out of ten. So, Holiday season, what do you got planned? Because you guys – Got your heads down. Mm -hmm. You got a game on Christmas Eve. But yeah. what what is gonna what is it gonna look like for you next weekend? Because you got the game against Washington Christmas Eve. But as far as family is concerned, um, I don't know to be honest. You know, I usually uh, spoil you know everybody for Christmas and everything like that. So uh, I'm looking forward to having a lot of my family up here and be at the game and stuff and just enjoying them uh, a little before and after the game. So it's gonna be good. But you don't know what you're going to do just yet. Nah, yeah, I have no we, idea. We can't break it right here. Yeah, I have no idea. But what you I'm always doing do something. Yeah, we always do something. Okay. Uh, what about your teammates? How does that work? We got Secret Santa for all our position rooms. So that's okay. going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Spending limit? Can't tell you that. Okay. That, that, <laughs> that's fair. It's a hefty price, but I can't tell you and that. And anybody who knows you around the facility knows that, hey, you're a binge watcher of certain shows and maybe programs, things like that. Mm hmm. What's on tap for you, or what are you in right now? I wish I could say Outer Banks because that's my favorite show, but mm. that doesn't come out to like March or Aprilish. Okay. But right now I'm watching Power. It's a very good show, and it's based pretty much in New York. And they got a few spinoff shows that I've been watching, but um, that's that's been for the most part that's been my main show I'm watching right now. What do you think? Um, I think the spinoffs are better than the main show right now, and I'm really enjoying them. Every character is great. I, love, I like, for me and shows and stuff, I look at the little things. I look at the way they dress the characters. Um, I like to, you know, dissect each character and, like, want to know, like, why they are the way they are, like, what made them like that and everything like that. So that's that's what makes that show really unique to me. Have you ever had any interaction with former Jets running back Thomas Jones? Because he's doing acting himself. He's a director and he's a producer as well. I have not, but since you said we got to hook you up yes. because the thing that I was thinking about when you were talking about Outer Banks, would Brees Hall ever be interested in making a cameo on one of these shows? Yeah, definitely. Yes, I would. It's my favorite show. I'd easily that power, whatever it easily. I'll okay, do okay, but we're gonna link you up with Thomas Jones, but then because he's not involved with Outer Banks, but there's a number of productions that he's mm -hmm. involved in. Good oh, yeah, guy to know. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm looking forward to that. But Brees, appreciate your time as always. Thank you. I appreciate you.